Vera Payne. In the last few years, there's been an upswing in the number of research studies being conducted on psychedelic drugs. While psychedelics have traditionally been associated with recreational use, there's been a re-emergence in the medical field that has been investigating the therapeutic benefits of psychedelics. Founder and CEO of Allied Corp, Callum Hughes, discusses what are some of the latest advancements in the field of psychedelics. Thanks for joining me, Callum. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you today. Yeah, definitely. You know, best person to talk with you about psychedelics. Um, so which ones are being researched? Well, the, the area of psychedelics is, is fairly new to the industry, both in the U.S. and, and Canada. Uh, physicians and scientists are just starting to realize the medical benefits uh, that, that can be realized from, from these products. Your company obviously wants to help people who, you know, soldiers, people who've been out there who really need an alternative form of medicine. And the thing is, is that cannabis, it has a lot of research, especially now that in the United States is becoming legal in more states and mm -hmm. we're starting to research more and more about it. So there are definite benefits in cannabis, but psilocybin, which most most commonly known as magic mushrooms, it's a, mm -hmm. a Schedule One controlled substance. So there's no real medical benefits. Why would you go to that route instead of something else? Why not delve deeper into cannabis? I mean, that's we barely scratch the surface of like the medical benefits of it. Oh, for sure. Really good question. And the answer is we are. We're doing a deep dive into the into the micromolecules in the cannabis plants as well as just beginning that journey with the psilocybin molecule. You know, and in the United States, you touched on the movement towards cannabis legalization. Well, Senators Booker, Wyden and Schumer have submitted their report to the Senate through their subcommittee for full-blown national legalization. You know, we saw the Safe Banking Act and the Moore Act passed through the house last calendar year, you know, so there's definitely movement towards national legalization. That's what we're excited about is, is to produce this cannabis eventually becoming a commodity in, in, in an equatorial region, very economically developed countries such as Colombia, and then exporting into several international markets. And we've got our eye on the United States, of course. When you think of along the lines of cannabis, um, you know, there's hundreds of different types of CBDs, but we only know mm -hmm. about CBD and CBN. And then the same thing with THC, where we have Delta-8 and Delta-9 uh, THC, which two different flavors right there. They're two different types of experiences and benefits. And I could see the same thing with that with psilocybin. Now, when it comes to this kind of drugs, are there any others that you've been, or your company has been experimenting with? No, I, I like you're referring to the, you know, there's there's a string of clinics in the United States, Medical Association of Psychedelic Sciences called MAP. And I mean, they're experimenting with ketamine and, and other ayahuasca and other other kind of uh, medical molecules in that regard. But Allied as a, as a company, <clears throat> yes, we're working with cannabis and a psilocybin microdose molecule from a pharmaceutical research standpoint. But to, to touch on your previous comment, so the cannabis plants, the larger molecules are cannabinoids. And so CBD, CBN, THC was the first discovered by Dr. Michulin in, in the 1960s. CBG, CBC, are, these are all, there's 16 discovered cannabinoids. These are the larger fat-soluble molecules. But what we're finding is there's, there's smaller molecules called terpenes and flavonoids, which give the cannabis plant their taste and smell. And there's specific terpenes that 
can have a medical benefit in the human brain as well. And we were targeting one specifically that affects a neurotransmitter called enantiomide in the human brain uh, within the PTSD model, right? So you're right that, that there's these larger molecules. The world once thought that that was it in the cannabis molecule. But when, when the deeper dive was allowed to ensue with the researchers in the universities, then they discovered these terpene and flavonoid molecules actually do have a medical effect in the human body. I am anticipating the same will be the case with the psilocybin-based molecule. It's a natural product, and so the psilocybin, I anticipate, will be the kind of the equivalent of a cannabinoid in a cannabis plant. And then there'll be micromolecules as well that, that we'll discover within the mushroom formulation that will elicit a medical response in the human body, too. I, I, can, I, can, just, I can see that road ensuing for the psilocybin research track. So it's quite interesting to see. I mean, <clears throat> the state of Oregon was the first state to legalize. I know there's hints that California is moving. The municipality of Denver in Colorado was taking a vote to decriminalize psilocybin within that kind of municipal boundary. So, you know, in the United States, it's kind of moving slowly. And again, that's for good reason, and that's, that's public safety. In Canada, you know, last year, a physician prescribed psilocybin for a very specific disease target. So, for example, uh, terminally ill or hard-to-treat depression, a physician can make an application to the Canadian government to actually be able to prescribe psilocybin for their patient. And, you know, so that, that's the current state of where things are at in Canada. And then there's very specific legal licenses that can handle psilocybin and compound them in a pharmacy environment to prepare them for, for administration to the patient. So, you know, we're, we're very early days in the psilocybin space, and it's very much a pharmaceutical-focused biotech development as opposed to, you know, with cannabis. I mean, in most states and in Canada, in Canada being fully nationally legalized, you know, you can walk into a a government-run store in Canada or a statewide dispensary in, in the United States and, and purchase your cannabis just with coaching from somebody who works at that store, whereas psilocybin is very much a medical product that needs to be prescribed by a physician so far. Now, when it comes to psilocybin, do you think once it becomes more used in the medical field, maybe even federally recognized throughout the U.S. and everywhere, that we'll start seeing it transition to recreational use like we do with cannabis? Yeah, well, I don't know if it will get that widespread as cannabis is currently. And again, it, it, if somebody was to walk in and buy a nine gram dose of psilocybin, well, this is going to really have a uh, overdose effect in the person. Whereas, you know, for a physician, to do an assessment, a diagnosis, and then be guided on the prescription level based upon research. That's the path that I believe psilocybin needs to take, even especially in the immediate, where you know where people aren't consuming you know a, a substance that can have a long-lasting psychotropic effect almost inadvertently if, if they're not educated on what this substance can do to their body. Right. So you know I think. I think the way that psilocybin will unfold, it'll be a very much a medical product. And I think there will be mushroom formulation products available, but I don't see it going as widespread as cannabis at, that, at this point. And that's just kind of my, my outlook on, on where I see things going. Well, Callum, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. And for those listening, where can they find more information about you? 
Yeah, that, that's great. Probably the, the best place to go is to, is to just look up our company on the OTC Markets page under the under the symbol ALID, or our website is allied.health. There's no .com or anything. It's just allied.health. You can get lots more information about the company, and all of our you know recent press releases and everything are on both of those websites. So thanks very much for having me. I very much appreciate it. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends.